Hello, welcome back to Learn It From a Layman. I'm Carl Christensen with Cameron Christensen and Matt Christensen, uh, potentially joined later by the infamous Tim Cox. Um, today, we're going to be discussing resumes. So, um, or resumes in the original Latin. That's right. That's right. If you're cultured like that, um, which I guess um, let, let's start. At, let, um, so each of us are in a very different fields. Um, each of us, I think, have either had opportunity to obviously make our own resumes and or uh, critique or look at uh, for the purpose of hiring other people from their resumes. So I'm sure that there are particular things that each one of us can talk to here, but I, um, I was going to start us off here by just talking about um, kind of just the first impression. Uh, this one is actually from my wife. Uh, and, and first of all, you got to know your audience. I guess that's the first macro point I, I, I want to make about resumes is they are specific to a particular audience. Uh, people are going to, you know, one resume is not going to play to one group where it will to another. For example, so my wife. Um, this is a number of years back. She was uh, applying to work at a salon. And uh, and so she put in her resume and uh, she put her resume on some like some very nice looking gray paper um, where and, and I don't remember honestly the content of it, but I remember that um, when she got hired her uh, the uh, salon owner said, uh, you know, honestly, that when she was going through the stack of resumes, my wife stood out because it was the only one not on white paper. Um, and that that was uh, something that she remembered and uh, stuck out to her and thought, OK, I like this. I want to talk to this girl. So um, so there, you know, like I said, I don't I can tell you as a computer scientist, uh, a, a first of all, we don't get resumes on paper, but if we did, a great uh, resume would make no difference. Uh, it might question, make us question, um, you know, whether or not this person uh, actually has experience with printers. But, um, you know, uh, there are lots of different uh, ways to make your resume start, stand out. So I'm going to, Cameron, you want to talk about uh, either building your own resume or, uh, and the you know, in your industry, what uh, what is useful in a resume? Ooh, okay, two-parter there. Um, well, I find what's useful with resumes is, for one, um, I, I just scan through it really fast. Uh, first thing I look is their name, their age, what schooling they have. And then I look at um, work experience. And if you, I mean, I could give an example. I received a resume a couple months ago, and this individual um, only worked in three month spurts um, and then went to a new job. And I did not want to hire someone that I was going to have to retrain, you know, three months later you know, just get a new person. So, you know, those are one of the things that you look at. Um, other things uh, is layout. Sure. Um, yeah. Things like that. Uh, when I build my, re when I was building my own resume, um, I just, um, I, I had key points um, on my resume, what I was proficient in, 
uh, along with my work experience, uh, just showing, yes, I know how to do all these different things. I'm familiar with these operating systems. I am okay with working a shift, coming home, sleeping eight hours, and working another shift, something like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think the first thing that kind of stand out. Right, the first thing you mentioned uh, as far as like length of employment in in previous jobs, I think is really important across the board. And if you already have an employment history that's littered with jobs in the last, you know, two or three years, maybe come up with a, a way to, you know, pitch that uh, you, you're going to have to have something there to uh, to explain the the, the jumpiness um, you know what uh, what the situation was and uh, even something on your resume if you can say you know was um, I, 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 I don't know some looking of the for educational opportunities or something like that um, <laughs> I, I but, could figure out some of the reasons why uh, some of it was jumpy um, uh, they uh, I was assumed we're going to uh, college in hawaii and then they probably got sent home due to covid go find a job but you know there, there were there were obvious jumps that i could figure out why you know just looking you know stuff like that but less obvious jumps like why did you leave this place it seemed like a decent job Sure, and those will be things that obviously, if you get an interview, you can explain. But in the resume itself, it can already be a, a flag that maybe you won't get a yeah, call about. Like so. you're not going to get a, re- a an interview with me if I'm just like, ah, this seems pretty worthless. Just right. Yep. Also, uh, Matt, I have to hold on to all my uh, resumes that I received for two years. Nice. Why? But for some legal reason, I do. <laughs> well, that's. Uh... That's a long time. Yes, um, okay, Matt, what uh, what insights can you give us from your uh, your industry? Well, in my field, we work with resumes that are quite a bit more um, standardized in some ways. Uh, but the big thing that we look for is relevant experience, and uh, you know that is is first and foremost. We'll go through and we'll look at what you've done and. In, in what capacity in terms of your either leadership or um, supervisory roles that you might have had, or just uh, technical relevant work experience in, in the field that we're interested in. Now, that is, again, okay. as, as you, Carl, were saying right at the beginning, different resumes for different jobs. I work in a very technical field and we are also much less likely to care about the color of the paper that the resume comes in on. Uh, We're looking for things that say competent and professional and relevant. Uh, Assuming you have that, you need to not blow it by something stupid. So we evaluate a resume and your personal email address is like shaman monkey 25. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. I get that you have relevant technical experience. I get that you have all these employee of the whatever awards, but so does all the other people that we're looking at. And their personal email addresses are things like pro engineer or master dynamicist 101 or 
things like that, and you're Shaman Monkey 25, uh, it's, it's going to cause, rightly or wrongly, a perception and a bias. Right. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's a thought. Um, yeah. Other things that we look for in a resume, uh, we do look for accomplishments. Let us know if at your last area you were employee of the month or of the quarter. Let us know if you had your work recognized by some kind of professional or corporate organization. Let us know if you, you know, even if you got the honorary parking space for the month because you did something cool. You know, let us know about the good things that you have done. Uh, that really helps in your resume. At the same time, keep it professional and put in things that are relevant. Know, if if you want the office's best hair, don't put that on an engineering resume. If you won the office's best hair award, do put that in your resume to go work at a salon. Uh, yeah. Make sure that whatever you're putting is relevant. So I'm assuming Matt's saying if I was looking to score maybe a job with him and I had the best paper airplane in my work because we had some random group activity, then I would put that on my resume. I mean, couch it in a way that makes sense. If you're going for an engineering job and you won a paper airplane contest, uh, mention that you won a, a, a low-level office rapid engineering competition. You don't ah. have to use the words paper airplane. But, uh, <laughs> right. Say that you did something good. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So one thing I do think that we need to mention um, is, is that you do you, you want it to be professional. You want it to uh, you know follow a particular you know skill set that you know that they're looking for. But in however you can, like I guess Matt's been saying this essentially, but you you want it to stand out. Um, you don't want it to look like every other resume in, in, in the way that they won't remember it, right? If, if, uh, if it's, I've won the employee of the month award or whatever, and so has everyone else that they're looking at, then snooze fest, right? I'm not interested. Um, or, or at least you're not, that's not going to, um, that's not going to make, make you stand, stand out. So, um, what you need to do is, is find a way to, to pitch it in a way that's, new that's unique and and so for example in in my resume that i have um i have at the bottom i've added what i call I, i've titled my informal res, uh, references section it's just two little quotes one from my uh, current boss and one from my uh, a man i used to work with and they're about me they're just short little you know two sentences um one was in a review an annual review I got at my my job, and it was, you know, a glowing. It's, it said, you know, uh, things that that every employ employer would want to know about a, a potential employee. The other one was once again just about how uh, working with me was was incredibly, um, you know, the positive that that all the things that I did were, and and, and not just you know kind of, in in the sense that. Um, you want to, again to to have some different language, some some ways of of you know pick some quotes if if you have things in writing from someone that are interesting. If you want to do something like I did with the informal references, but if like I said, if there are other things that make you stand out, if you're applying for an engineering job and you do um, 
you know, something in the, uh, you built a tree house for your kids in the backyard or something like that. Uh, maybe, maybe you say, you know, I, I uh, put that in like your interests, you know, things that show them that you're more than just um, passively uh, do a job and then go home and forget all about it. But it's something that you actually um, develop and, and are, um, you know, uh, interested in. So we have been joined by Tim. I teased that we you would join us, Tim. But we're talking a little bit about resume, uh, things that, that can be useful in, in building resumes or what can make your resume um, unique and, and useful. Tim, do you have any insights for us? Okay. Tell us how you explain to your middle school students um, how to do resumes. <laughs> well, for them, I just tell them, look, you just write it in text language, you know, <laughs> Oh, TFL, LOLs, yeah, <laughs> yeah, lots of emojis. <laughs> yeah, most places with your resume, you're gonna have um, a job description um, that you're applying for, and you should use the buzzwords in the job description in your uh, resume and cover letter. So, if they are saying that they want it organized or these certain things, make sure you put that in uh, your resume and cover letter. Yeah, for sure. I think it's also like, I think you started off by saying this, Cameron, but just the, the format of the resume does matter. And if, if you're in a place where it's already pretty standardized, um, that, you know, the, some large companies have, I, I don't know, I've never worked for a large company, but, um, you know, you have lots of different templates out there. Yeah. There are, yeah. You want it to be, I mean, obviously professional, but you, you want it to be very logical. I, I think um, very it flows very easily, and they can and the and the the important things stick out. Um, so don't overcomplicate it. I guess is my my advice here. So I've looked at resumes where. I, it takes me 30 seconds to figure out what is going on. There are boxes everywhere. Um, you know, there are a million descriptions about every job. I'm like, I don't need that type of, you know, anytime you know, you've told sometimes keep your resume to one page, generally that's, I think, good. In some cases, depending on the job and, and the particular uh, level of expertise necessary for that job, maybe two pages, right? But most people, most employers that are looking at a resume know kind of what they're looking for and hopefully as an uh, employee or as someone looking for that job you've also already figured out kind of at least the things that they're looking for and you can condense that to the point where you're taking out all the other junk that's unnecessary um you know the fact that you were an eagle scout probably no longer relevant in your 30s you know um i could be wrong maybe you're applying for a, a position with the boy scouts so then it would be relevant they went bankrupt Oh, right. Uh, well, so don't <laughs> apply for a job with them. But the Girl Scouts. There you go. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, and then we should also mention that resume is mostly for America. The rest of the world does a CV. And CVs are ridiculously extensive. They, they actually cover all your work experience from day one. So... Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I, yeah, I can't speak specifically to how other countries do it. I know that, you know, I've seen my, when I was in college, I saw my pr professor's CV and it was extensive, uh, like every publication he's ever had. Um, 
So I guess, once again, know your audience um, for most the, jobs out there. It's the federal government for civilian positions often does something more akin to a CV, and they do go in depth into all of your professional work experience. Uh, and if you ever get the opportunity to review a resume for a federal position, it's involved. So, right. Yeah, and I'm sure more like in uh, like, yeah, well, you're filling out like a like a government form as opposed to doing a, uh, a standard. It's, it's a it's it's kind of a government um, format yep. rather than a form, but it is sure. lengthy. Right. It is much more akin to the, the CV style thing than the one page resume for civilian positions. For other types of positions, it's very different. Right. And of course, some places around the world go in the opposite direction. There are some Scandinavian countries where your resume and application are all wrapped up into, you know, hand-to-hand -hand combat with a broadsword. So, <laughs> wait, you've seen that? Or you've done that? <laughs> yes. Okay, so Tim, I was going to pass the time over to you for a minute. To, uh, any feedback you have, uh, ideas uh, about how to um, perfect a resume, what to use on a resume, what not to use on a resume? Well, uh, I'll go ahead and just follow up on what Cameron was saying, that aside from looking at the job description and trying to match up well with that, you can also uh, research the uh, company that or, or organization you're applying for in general. Um, and, and not to, I mean, you can look at this in two ways. You can look at it kind of jaded, like, oh, I'm just trying to, you know, parrot what they want me to say. And that's one way to look at it. But you can also look at it and say, all right, here's, here's their company culture. Here's their mission. Um, and here's what I, what I've learned about them. What do I have that I can present that will show that I'm a good fit for them? And so not, not just researching the job position, but researching the uh, organization itself. And um, I know that's kind of vague advice, but sometimes you can use that to kind of talk, you know, as you guys have been saying, how, how are you going to word things? How are you going to um, present yourself? So do, do a little bit of research beforehand. That can also pay off in, the, in an interview where you can uh, talk in terms of you know, what you've learned about the company. If nothing else, uh, people find it very flattering when someone has taken extra time and gone the extra mile to learn about them. And it it's one other way you can set yourself apart from the rest of the the applicants. So Yeah, I've got another anecdote with it that can kind of underscore that. And it's going to sound like I'm tooting my own horn here. Uh, I am, but... That, uh, but it's also it's meant to be instructive. Is it more of a clown horn or an air horn? Yeah, this is more of an air horn. This is a serious deal here. I mean, I'm happy okay. if you're tooting any kind of horn, as long as you're tooting a horn and not just tooting. Oh, this comment was not worth going back Useful. for. Okay. Um, yes. So here we go. The um, so my current job, where I where I've been now for years and years. Um, I had uh, previous to this job been employed in a very uh, a company that did specifically one type of software and um, and so I was uh, finishing up my master's degree um, my wife and I were thinking of moving um, to Southern California and so we were uh, I was starting to look around for a job and and in the computer science area there's a lot of jobs out there um, but software does lots of different things and so if you just prepare a generic uh, 
resume where you don't have any specific um, you know niche that you're going for, then you know you're just one of the crowd. However, having uh, while I was finishing my master's, also worked at a company that did a specific type of software. I started looking for jobs that were you know, either tangentially or directly related to that particular type of software that I built. And I found a couple, I found a couple companies that I thought looked pretty good. And so I, I targeted, I wrote my resume specifically targeted at the idea that I'd worked on this software specifically. And you know, these are the thing, the functions I'd done in uh, for my then current company. And um, you know, this is my expertise. And then, and then I put in like the very generic, like I'm you know, computer science capable. I, these are the languages I know. And I sent it off. And um, <laughs> years later, after I got this job, my uh, one of my coworkers who, who was one of, uh, who interviewed me um, uh, was talking to me about when they got my resume. Um, they said that two of they uh, one of them called the other one over. And he's like, look at this. And it's like, he said it was like there was light coming down from heaven, uh, angels singing in the background. Um, <laughs> uh, he said it was like the, the perfect, that is exactly what they were looking for. And uh, and so honestly, I had already, as far as they were concerned, I was hired. Um, so, you know, if, if you do a good enough job on your resume, it can, you know, make up for a multitude of errors as far as interviews or other or maybe personal foibles that you might uh, exhibit. So, you know, because if you are, if you say that you've done exactly what they need, then, um, you know, then they're, they're going to really want to hire you. They're going to look for, you know, the chance to hire you as opposed to trying to figure out why they should hire you uh, later in the process. So... Uh I suppose the takeaway for this is the real trick to any resume is to really be highly qualified for what you're applying for. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, pick your pick your jobs <laughs> by your, you know, to some degree, yeah, by in one measure, you've got to write your resume for the job, but another way, find the job that fits your resume. If that, you know, you don't. <laughs> That's right. Um, so it kind of it's a two-way street here. You don't want to, you know, I can't go and get a job um, in as a, as a teacher, right? I can't go apply at Tim's school and say, uh, I'd like to be the uh, chemistry teacher, please. I uh, have a background in linguistics and computer science, and they'll say, the heck's wrong with you? Um, Wait, no, science, chemistry, that's an Sure. They'll probably be like, well, let's see how we can make this work. <laughs> had anyone apply for chemistry in three years. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, that's true. I guess also I'd never apply for a junior high position. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Why would you? What kind of masochist do you think I am? <laughs> well, oh, plus, and you have any we've just alienated our junior high teacher and educational audience. Oh, they know. I think they, they understand. They know. We're, okay. we're already all alienated anyways for everything. <laughs> Uh, another thing that'll help you quite a bit is references, good references, real references. Uh, that is something that in in the the resumes I've reviewed and the interviews that we've subsequently conducted, we still haven't made a hiring decision until we talked to someone that knew the person. And there are different qualities of references. A former boss or a supervisor is going to carry a lot more weight than your coworker. Um, a manager, an executive is going to matter a lot more than some dude that you worked with. Uh, provide good references and, and make sure that they are at a level where their word carries weight. Uh, because especially in, in 
really professional and, and well, in any organization is going to want to to verify that everything that they're hearing and everything that they're reading is actually correct. Not mm-hmm. that they don't trust you, but why trust should they? But verify. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Sad that goes. Yeah. yeah. And um, in that right. sense, your your application for your next job is starting two or three years before by building a, a relationship of trust and confidence with your supervisor and or whoever you're working with. You're you're preparing for that future time when you do go to apply for the for the um, promotion or the next job. Um, if you have an antagonistic relationship with your boss, you're just you know, kicking out a, a, a leg out of your chances. Hey, yeah. so two two other things that I think might be worth addressing at some point, uh, depending on how you want to do this. Um, we can do interview and we could talk about other types of things, not necessarily in the resume, but just things to be aware of when job hunting. Yeah, I mean, we can touch on those now. Before we move on from resume, though, let's talk just very briefly. I already mentioned format matters, but it needs to be standard. I've also seen resumes that come in and that are just horribly formatted, just like indented here, tabbed here, uh, a couple extra spaces here. This is clearly a conversion from a PDF to a Word document or something along those lines. And it's like, what you got? got to standardize this or I'm just chucking it like I I have no interest in trying to figure out which date goes with which job that should uh, that should flow pretty easily from the resume and then obviously you want to make sure that there are no gra- grammatical errors that there are no you know, typos so have someone else read your resume uh, you know make sure that they can and then make sure that, you know, if there are bullets, that one isn't starting with a verb and the next one is a full complete sentence with a period at the end or, you know, that parallelism, yeah. um, th- those types of things matter, too. Like, not as much in some technical fields. Um, if, you oh, know, if no, it very much. Uh, if, well, if we catch some. grammar or spelling or formatting errors in a resume, it speaks to your level of professionalism and attention to detail. That's and true. it's already four to five strikes right off the bat <laughs> um, we're we're probably not going to give you a second look right right yeah, they um, I, I would like to add a caveat um also um so i i went through indeed um a bunch of times sending in my resumes and indeed oftentimes when they would send it to the employer would totally screw it up like it looked perfectly on my side, but after it went through the system, it screwed up my resume. And I've seen quite a few other people like they'll send a resume in, and then the one I get from Indeed is all messed up. So, yeah, that is something to check. Um, and I don't know a good way to, to do that other than um, submit as a PDF, right? As a I mean, doc. that that. Hopefully, would work. Um, it should. PDFs. Uh, the idea is that they're they're portable. Um, that's, I believe, what P stands for in, port- in PDF is portable document format. Um, the computer guy, you should probably know better than I should know that. But I said, I, I'm, that's what I think it is. It's been a while he's, since I checked. He's that. not a good we'll computer leave that guy. Off your resume. You can, you, yeah, you can get that from his. <laughs> Don't anyway. know what PDF means. Right. Uh, so PDFs are, are generally a little bit more reliable than a, like a, actually sending in a Word document. Um, 
but uh, you know, don't probably it's not worthwhile to send in a plain text resume because that's not going to look good. Um, but yeah, it is. Uh, it is the case that you know some software uh, can screw up your resume. So on, if they have a preview function, something like that, maybe you even email the the company and say, hey, look, I'd like to make sure that my resume looks good. Is there any way I can? What's the best way to check that for applying to a job or, you know? Um, but yeah, let's spend here five or ten minutes talking about uh, interviews. Matt, did you want to have anything specific you wanted to talk about? Uh, I had some well some kind of do's and don'ts uh if if your resume gets you the attention that you get an interview uh just a couple things having been on both ends of an interview uh key things that i've found that matter be honest and be sincere hold on not you cut out for a second or at the beginning of what you were talking about. There. Right after you Sorry. said key things that matter, it was really like <laughs> silent. <laughs> yeah, that was an intentional dramatic pause. My goodness, okay. you guys were just, oh, no, yeah. never mind. Yeah, okay, right. so reattacking this key things that matter, be honest and be sincere. Absolutely do not kiss up because we can see through that. And if you compliment my eyes and tell me that you can tell that I'm a good person to work with because you can see it in my eyes, that will be the last conversation you have with me. Uh, once again, and I wish I was making that up. That, that might that might also I mean, was, once again depend on the audience though, because that might have worked in my in my wife's case, uh, applying in the salon. I suppose so, or I I don't know, but um, but okay, that's a fair point. If your audience is going to be susceptible to eye-based flattery, great. If you're going for a serious professional technical position, maybe don't do that. Okay. Um, always, always be sincere. That that is just the the big big thing that I wanted to throw out there. Okay. Yeah. So I, talk yeah. I would oh. say you have hard eyes. <laughs> okay. There you go. No job guys. for you. <laughs> Hard. <laughs> Did you have a comment, Tim? Yeah, I've got a couple of things. Um, so um, when when you interview, it's always nice if you can um, kind of try to anticipate. It, obviously, you're not going to know exactly what questions they're going to ask. But a lot of times, you'll have a pretty good idea. You can sometimes look up online and see what kinds of things people are going to ask. When I was interviewing most recently for my job at the position I have at my school, I actually got a hold of a school principal who had done hiring for years, who was my dad, which was kind of handy. And I asked him if I could rehearse. And he actually interviewed me a couple of times, as I recall. And, you know, he he helped me to, like, come up with a you know, a lot of questions that typically get asked. I planned and prepared responses and then I would call them and practice. So if you can find someone in the industry and ideally someone who has experience with hiring and ask them to help you practice, that's ideal. If not, you can still just have a friend or someone ha help you practice by posing the questions and you respond to them. You kind of simulate the, um, the interview. Uh, this is huge for a couple of reasons. One, it'll help you to go in with a bit of confidence. You know, you've prepared, you have some things ready to say. And two, it'll help you to 
just polish up a bit of your language and your your poise so that you you know have some things to say that you've practiced saying and and if you go through something a couple times you're just better at saying it you're not pausing you're not hemming and hawing as much you come across much more confident and then um, my second point is you want to have um, when you respond it's ideal to respond with um, with uh, like anecdotal type responses in other words uh, tell a story. It doesn't have to be like a full on, you know, sit down for this. It's going to be a wild story. But uh, for example, if they ask you, you know, des- describe your um, your collegial style or or how would your coworkers describe you and the way that you work with them or, you know, something like that, rather than just saying, oh, I think they would find describe me as friendly or, um, you know, a go getter and stopping there. You could say that and you say, for example, uh, there was one time when my uh, coworker had to call in sick, and so um, they they called me, and and I helped to cover blah blah blah. And if you can give a story that illustrates rather than just speaking in vague terms, you really lend some concrete force to your um, to your interview, and the interviewers come out with a much better and clearer idea of who you are, and. Um, you know, a deeper, you know, and you want them to have that, that deeper feel for your good qualities. Yeah. That, that's actually really good, Tim. I, um, in one of my trainings that I had to go do for my corporation, they actually showed a video that actually told us to do exactly that. If they didn't proffer one, we should actually ask, can you think of a time and give me an example? Hmm. So, if you can already come up with one, that is much better. Yeah, it certainly matters. Um, I think it's so. For, you guys have all, all talked about you know the the interviewing style, and that does matter. There are fields such as the one that I work in, which is you know kind of the computer science area, where it's. It, I can't say that it doesn't matter, but it matters significantly less than I think it does in lots of other fields because there's not a lot of interpersonal work. Um, you know, you, you you work with your colleagues still just centers around coding and, and uh, you know, there, there's kind of this understanding that there are some quirky uh, people that work on computers out there. Uh, it doesn't mean that, um, you know, being a charismatic person doesn't have its benefits in an interview, even for a technical position, because it does. It'll set you apart as long as you also have the technical skills to go along with it. Um, and so uh, in a, interviews that I was always, uh, that I had, um, really you have to brush up on your technical skills. You can't go into an interview uh, hoping that your resume saves you um, because it looks really good. If you go in just blank slate and you don't know some of the technical questions they might ask you, you can get blown out of the water. Um, because, in, like I said, in my area, they'll ask you specific questions about computer languages, specific uh, I, uh, questions about algorithms, specific questions about uh, operating systems and computer management, uh, lots of different things. And, and if, even if, you know, if you've, in the last few years, just been working on one specific thing uh, for a company and, and you don't, haven't broadened and, or refreshed your skills since then, um, you know, you, then you're going to blow your chance at this whatever job you're applying for. So refreshing technical skills matters a lot in my industry. It makes the difference between a hire and a, a not a hire. <laughs> um, but once again, 
it does matter that uh, if, if how you handle things. So it is the case that we'd ask technical questions in the interviews that I, I take part in as far as asking for specific um, coding examples. So we'd give them a problem uh, and ask them to solve it. And usually, you know, people that we hired solved it. Um, but every once in a while, if, you know, as long as they were working, they did put some work in, we're moving the right direction, we and had otherwise impeccable credentials, we, you know, we, we've offered people uh, jobs based on that as well. So, um, you know, it, it is still a whole package, but, um, but yeah, make sure that you are, you're prepared for it. I did have once uh, a, I was in an interview where a, it was a student just coming out of college. So to, to let him slightly off the hook, maybe this is one of his first interviews. We gave him a, a coding question and he struggled mightily. I mean, just badly. And we understand that and we often feel some empathy for it. Um, he was hard to feel some empathy for. He just seemed angry the whole time. And when he done, was done, we have him working on a whiteboard. He capped the white, uh, the the pen, turned around and threw it. <laughs> now, to be fair, I think he was trying to like toss it onto the table, but it didn't hit the table. It hit me. <laughs> nice. Uh, he didn't get the job. So. Um, don't See, do that. It can go either way there. He was trying to assert a dominance and a uh, <laughs> go get him attitude. Right. Passion. You, right. you just got to be aware of what people are looking for. Not everyone values that type of, you know, go get him aggressiveness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, the, uh, the other side, once again, if, if a technical interview, if it goes maybe not as well as it could have, for example, I had uh, another interview where I, I was offered a job, didn't take it, but uh, uh, they'd asked me a technical question that I was unable to solve on the spot. And as I'm walking to the car after the interview, boom, light on, I, I, like I solved it. And this is like 10 minutes later. Um, and I, I had no, they could have, you know, I'm sure that they could uh, thought maybe I Googled it, but I called back in. And I was like, I just, I, I was like, I'd like you to let them know. <laughs> I did not Google this, but you know I've come up with a solution, and and it's like they said, oh, let me put you through to him, and I talked to him directly again after the interview, and I said, hey, not to waste your time, sorry, I just want to let you know that I came up with this solution, um, and and he he laughed, he's like, that's great, um, and they offered me the job two hours later, so um, <laughs> you know that's a, once again a scenario where you know if you can. Just keep a good attitude, um, do something that stands out, but hopefully not in a bad way, like throwing a pen at someone. <laughs> See, I'm glad yeah. you guys had those nice technical things. Uh, my job's all about the interpersonal. Right. Mm. Right. So, yeah, that very different ends of the spectrum here. Mine yeah. do you, significantly yeah, less. Do you want to talk about that? Uh, well, since I am... Are you, are are you the type service. of business that does... A little bit more respect people that throw markers because they are that high speed. <laughs> well, see, they were not gotten hired because they threw a marker. I'm just saying that I could teach a monkey to run the operating system, but if you can't talk to anyone, you're not going to get a job. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. So you sure. you evaluate people a lot more, a lot less technically, and more on their well, charisma. Yeah, because uh, we're all customer service. If you can't put out a fire or make an angry person happy or deal with a stressful situation because 
I, I work at a hotel. Um, you get a call at two in the morning because some idiot above the person was jumping up and down or doing something and they're yelling at you. If you don't know how to put out that situation pretty fast, um, it really hurts um, our reviews because we're, we are graded on people's perception of us. So if we don't know how to make people happy, we get screwed. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. So once again, this is a know your audience type thing. Like if you are going into the hospitality industry, be hospitable, you know, be, uh, be charismatic, be a solution oriented person um, that can you know, very interpersonal. And if you're going into computer science, uh, you can, spend a little less time on that and more time on studying the actual code and solving algorithmic issues and things like that so and if you're going for the diamondbacks you know throw that pen Let exactly that you've got a good arm yeah except if it's the diamondbacks they don't want strong pitchers so don't worry about that <laughs> yeah, they, they traded randy Schilling. randy Schilling? randy, randy johnson and kurt Schilling? <laughs> what if they, they effectively traded both <laughs> What was that? Tim? All right, we've we've derailed. That's right. Hey, so I had one more thought for you. Sure. Uh, another key point. This is for both before and after the interview. Um, a lot of companies, especially the ones that are good companies, the ones that you really want to work for, they do their homework on you, and it's not just calling the references, and it's not just reading the resume, and it's not just. Uh, you know, the interview, it's also the Google searches. And if they pull oh, up yeah. your Facebook profile and see things that you don't want your employer to see, they're not going to be your employer. And what I'm not, uh, I am not saying make sure that you secure all your embarrassing Instagram and Facebook photos. What I am saying is don't have those be there in the first place. Don't put things online that you wouldn't want your boss to see because the many people have gotten burned by a prospective boss seeing a thing that you wouldn't have chosen for them to look at so be aware of your online presence and the type of impressions that it gives if you've got a million pictures showing you throwing pens at people that's great for the diamondbacks uh, <laughs> But never mind. Delete that part. <laughs> no, no but, I, and that applies to college admissions, um, yeah. dating. You know, anytime you need people to think highly of you, yeah. your uh, yeah, your social media will have a huge effect. Yes, for sure. Which okay, it's great for me because I do not use social media at all. Nor can right. you find me within the first thirty or forty pages on Google. So. Yeah, they call yeah. Cameron the ghost online. Yeah, so yeah, honestly, yeah, I mean, in, in this uh, in the, this day and age, if you post things online, they're 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 fair game. They will look. I know my my boss Google's are in people that that uh, apply for our company right away when they was reading a resume. He tries to find out about them. So, um, you know, make sure that that is uh, professional and um, you know that you uh, are putting your best foot forward there. So, okay, um, we're getting close to wrapping up here. Uh, any final thoughts or ideas? 
I think we've basically covered everything that a prospective employee needs to know about the employment process. Yeah, I do think we Don't need to butter mention- your bread before you put it in the toaster. <laughs> we need to mention that we will be taking a cut of all uh, jobs acquired as a result of listening to this podcast. So send in your percentage. Um, you know, I'm good with one, you know, tenth of a percent. So <laughs> I'm not great. Carl, this might be a good time to mention, speaking of resumes, that uh, Learn It From a Layman is looking to uh, to hire an intern. I don't think we are. Well, it's it's not a paid position, but um, you get lots <laughs> of good industry experience. That's right. If you, uh, you want to manage our intern. social media, you let me know. <laughs> And, uh, and and then don't and then throw a pen at me and we'll decide based on the velocity, you know. Okay. Um, yeah, that's uh, I think really useful. I hope everyone found uh, something useful in the uh, information and the opinions here. Um, so to have have a look at that resume if you're applying for a job. Um, you know, get someone else to look through it and then uh, study up before you have an interview. And good luck. Um, Hopefully you get the job of your dreams. And we'll see you back again next episode.